Jack, you not whistle? I cannot whistle. Really? You yeah. just put your lips together and blow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, terrible. Yeah. I can, how come you never learned? I uh, I think it's genetics. Really? Yes. I have an extra chromosome, so I can't <laughs> whistle. <laughs> You're listening to series finale, the only podcast where three comedians watch and discuss the final episode of a television show they've never even. Eaten. Scene. I'm John Paul. I'm Zach. And I'm Jack. And if strange love. <laughs> and if you want to hear more, if you want to really grill Jack about why he can't whistle, why he can't just put his lips together and blow like a man, <laughs> then you should check out our bonus podcast at patreon.com slash series finale. Where you get a bonus episode every single week. Yay. <laughs> Every single day. <laughs> Every single day, if you consider a day to last 168 hours. There probably is a planetary body where it takes 168 hours to go around the sun. So if you are Dr. Manhattan and you're on Venus and you're escaping the cruel world of humanity, mm-hmm. sign up for the Patreon. Yeah. You're you're made of atoms. And it, it, it's every single day if you just like to repeat episodes. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? If you're the type of person that, like, like goes back and re-listens and you like... A binger. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. When I listen to podcasts, I it, it, like, brings... If I re-listen to it, I, like, remember where I was when I listen again. Really? State-dependent yeah. memory. Yeah. So I'll be, like, listening to a podcast, you know, maybe our podcast, and I'll be laughing about some hilarious bit or character... Like Chow Pink or something. <laughs> and then I'll be, say I'm walking down the street. And like say like I was on the way to this podcast and I was looking for a pizza place. And I was in Manhattan. And a homeless gentleman ran at me <laughs> to freak to try to freak me out. And I was listening to like say Chow Pink. And then next time I'm on Long Island and I'm listening to Chow Pink, I'll remember about the homeless guy who f- ran at me to freak me out. And then when I didn't react, called me a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> As I walked, happen? yes. So, what? so you weren't reacting. So he just had to stop running at you. So he didn't crash. <laughs> he like ran. He like ran at me, and then like he like um he like juked and jived, like like a football player, and he yeah. like he like stopped like right before he hit me, and I just like stopped walking, and then I was like, all right, and then I started walking, and he was like, you fat fuck. Oh my gosh, that's so rude. And I guess it was rude. Now that I think about it, that's not a. I thought he was just doing a bit. Well, then it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> we stand with comics. Yeah, we stand Monique, with Tony Hinchcliffe, all of them. <laughs> we stand behind them. Um, so, so, so check out the pod. So check out the Patreon podcast. Check out the Patreon. We do fucking gnarly things on there, dude. We, we've uh, adopted the jackass lifestyle. So we, 
get in shopping carts and we throw each other into bushes. It's we and fun. we refuse to get sober. <laughs> refuse. <laughs> That's not what this is about. My apartments is just strewn with whippet cans. <laughs> Dude, when I, I'm I've been spending a lot of time on Long Island. Whippet canisters everywhere on Long Island. Really? Oh my God! So there's a my 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 buddies. They live at this apartment complex. If you like cross the street and kind of go down to this residential area, there's a kind of like this like turn off. There's like 112 whippet canisters What's just dumped weird out that, there. That means it's just teens doing it in the car as yeah. they drive around. Yeah. I also like how you call them your buddies, and it's a <laughs> couple. They <laughs> yeah. Lives in an apartment. But we're buddies. <laughs> Like we're air buddies. We play we play basketball as a Do dog team. Do they have team. a sauna in their apartment yet? They don't. But my 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 buddy is fiance's from Finland. She did go to a Brooklyn sauna like recently. Whoa. Which one? I don't know exactly which one, but she said you it was know cool. I know the scene. I know, but she said it was cool, but that she also was a little disappointed that she couldn't do fully nude. And no loyalty, right? No loyalty, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing you know that term. Yeah, no nudity at the sauna is crazy. Yeah, we, and actually, we're just hyping up our Patreon a little bit, and here are some of the perks of the Patreon. Yes. You can actually, if you want, you can come and watch a live taping right from my apartment. Yeah. We just had a, a Patreon subscriber, <laughs> Daniel Thomas, come in to DT. watch the live viewing. Hey, come, here, come on over. Yeah. No, no. no. We, we welcome you. paid you. for this. You paid for <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We we had that prepared for everyone who subscribes. We know it's happening. Everyone who subscribed, we just yeah. assumed that you subscribed and then forgot. <laughs> <laughs> and you get to see that Jack does like to do the podcast in the nude, showing off his body. Yeah. yeah. You've seen his body change over the years, right? Have, yeah. yeah. For the better, I'm sure. From uh, bad to worse. <laughs> All right, but that's we actually we don't love it when our Patreon subscribers make the jokes. So <laughs> if you could take a seat and just enjoy the show, you can bo- you can kink shame, but not body shame, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So we uh we, we we did a classic, a television show that's in the annals of history. Yeah, it is in the annals of history, in black and white and in color. This yeah. was I originally knew of this show it's the first from black and white annals no. scene I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember this from the black and white annals of history, and then I was surprised to see that the finale, the last three seasons, were in color, which to me, the annals of history are black and white, they're not in color i don't think yeah yeah when you were true annals when you were a child did you think that like stuff in the in the distant past was in black and right white? Yeah, yeah yeah of course it's like you're yeah. like yeah when it was a long time ago it was really black and white and then in the 60s when batman came out they like invented color and <laughs> no everything but got isn't better. it amazing to think about like you you see streetcar photos of like 1908 new york or something there's streetcars there's all this stuff there's fruit vendors and it is in black and white and it's hard for me to picture that like you would be looking at your friend and they would look the same. Like, we were still the yeah. same species. The air would feel the same. Like, the ocean looked the same. It might yeah. feel dirtier. It Maybe. might feel dirtier. And it's probably stinkier because there's horse poo everywhere. Yeah, and no deodorant. Yeah. There were a lot of French and immigrants in those of days. <laughs> it was the annals of history. Well, the annals of history is more than just old times. You have to be, like, elite to get into the annals it's a yeah. tight annals of history it's oh, not like oh my gosh it's not like open to everyone you i know? prefer the rectums of history oh. <laughs> no it's a-n-n-a-l-s wait how do you spell anal a-n-a-l-s it's really the annals of history oh, that's true yeah really yeah you thought it was the same exact word I it was the same exact word like like there a lot of uh, historians like what they don't want to do is uh they don't want to do history before they get married 
so they'll do anals of history. (laughs) (laughs) So that's technically okay. That's not technically. You're still you can still wear a white at the wedding (laughs) if you do anals of history. I guess. Yeah, this is a this is a show that uh, Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith, and Ron Howard, Ron Howard. But he's not in this episode. But he's around. He's this is the second old timey show that we've done where Ron Howard's like sort of famous for the show, but didn't show up. Oh yeah, the what's it called? Happy days. Happy days. When freaking Fonzie was grooming a child. (laughs) (laughs) Fonzie was gonna adopt a kid, and he was very perplexed at like why he couldn't just adopt a young boy. What's the meme right now? Spider Man pointing at Spider Man. Fonzie pointing at Drake, Drake pointing at Fonzie. Oh. We're the same thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or that is pretty good. Steven Tyler, what you are you are making light of abuse in an adoption <laughs> situation. Uh, but Steven Tyler legit did that, dude. He what? adopted a 16-year-old girl when he was 27 so that he could take her across state lines to come live with him in Boston. Ooh. That's not what we call a Boston blue collar move. That's D- a bit of a Boston priest call. <laughs> oh, that was pretty Damn. great. That was very technically sound. I disavowed immediately. I feel yeah. terrible for And you about shined it, a, you what that was that was uh that was spotlight basically. Yeah. You yeah. shined a light on something that, you know, when people are out there at their weddings and they're playing I was crying when I met you. <laughs> now I'm dying to adopt you. <laughs> They're going to be, you can shame them because. He was but, really crying because he had to go to parent teacher conferences for his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to just say, though, is uh, we disavow all of this uh, shaming of Steven Tyler because he's a sober man. And that means all everything he did in the past is yeah. fair game. And he's like gender expressive. So yes. I don't think we can like get. Right. Now we're hitting. Uh, we're, we're making fun of a bisexual man or, or something. Something. Something, <laughs> yeah, man. It's a, something a guy <laughs> with a lot of scarves. We don't know what Steven Tyler is or how he identifies, but there's something there. You know, it's <laughs> Steven Tyler. Yeah, it's yeah. a. Steven Tyler is genderless. He's queering this straight experience. Yes. I think some people think would so. say he is really sort of pushing the gender boundaries of grooming children. <laughs> <laughs> what Steven Tyler? Yeah, he's like he's got smoker's voice. There's the long hair. There's the effeminacy. What was the what, what's the other one that he's saying about Armageddon? Dream on. Yeah, it was. No, uh, no, no. It's, no, it's dream um, on. it's uh, is dream on his. That's that isn't is that oh, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne. No. Oh. Yeah, but that it's dude um, looks like a lady. They just sang this on Punks in the Net too on dude, uh, Chris P's podcast. Come on now, Chris P. Thank you. I wanna close my eyes. I don't know Don't wanna fall asleep because I adopted you, baby. And you're legally oh, mine to do with I wish I will. Yeah. The law won't protect you. <laughs> um, Damn, I didn't know that about Steven Tyler. Bad I didn't know that news. Either. But t- I think Ted Nugent did something similar. Cat scratch fever. <laughs> Are we just going to... Okay, does fucking... Does, Jeff, does Jeffrey Epstein have a song we can sing? <laughs> We were having problems on the pod by talking about the abuse and allegations of actors, so now we just straight <laughs> stick to rock stars. Because then when you, you know, it's a lot catchier. When yeah, you, yeah, you exactly. That. It's not as fun to just do, like, move, like lines from James Franco movies. <laughs> James Franco, I'm the Green Goblin. I don't care about consent. Um. Andy Griffith, to our knowledge, no one in the show has any allegations. No. no. 
But Andy Griffith was everyone's dad for a long time. Andy Taylor is the character he plays, right? Oh, is that it? Yeah, the character is called Andy Taylor. He's Andy Griffith. I don't get why. It was, what was he famous from before to have the Andy Griffith show? He's just, like, handsome. I think he's handsome. <laughs> I think he maybe. groomed America. <laughs> <laughs> he adopted America so he could make love to us over state lines. Um, but he, it, it, this is a great series finale because you can tell they maybe didn't know that it was this is probably before they knew that you had to go out with a bang right yeah this i was reading an article and they said that uh this article claimed that fugitive is like really the first proper tv series finale which we've seen yeah yeah, which we've covered the the one-armed man the one-armed man man, where they really were like okay we're gonna have an ending to this story The one-eyed monster (laughs) no wait But so before that, I mean, they just they were making TV and eventually they were just like, hey, we're done with TV. But I mean, this did the show did have a follow up called Mayberry RFD, I believe, which was not Mm -hmm. very successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this show, let's get a Broad Strokes Breakdown. Oh, it's been a while. We haven't done a Broad Strokes Breakdown in a few weeks. Broad Strokes Breakdown, a guy. Wait, let's do a Steven Tower Strokes Breakdown. What? It's a kind of a genderless. Yeah. Oh, okay. A person. (laughs) Yeah. I had a, a military pen pal who he invites to come over from a country. And <laughs> that person ends up bringing his sibling and one of his parents. And Should we be calling them people? They're Italians. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. That's, your, that's an oldie. <laughs> that is an oldie. And, uh, yeah, then they, they, you know, he wants to kick them out and send them upstate, basically, to live <laughs> with some Italians. <laughs> Because he wants to keep employing his old chef. Yeah. Yes. And I think he's intimidated by the sexual prowess of the Italian woman. The yeah. aggressiveness of the sexual yeah. Italians. And so, but then he realizes everyone in town loves the, the Italians. Italians. She's yeah. a so wop with a wop. Yeah. Oh, yes. She's a wop She's with a wop and a mop. She yes. does do the cleaning on <laughs> that. That's right. Um, yeah, the show... Is hilarious. It's the best finale because it's all just like it's true Italian discrimination being talked about in a like a legitimate <laughs> way, which yes. is something we'd mock constantly. So it was so funny to see people like this Legit- guy being like, I don't know if I can have Italians living in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. When you talk about Italian discrimination today, people will roundly mock you and say that you're a fucking idiot for even considering that it ever really existed, but Apparently it was real, and apparently it definitely really existed. And apparently it really was going to cause some inconveniences for some people in fucking Mayberry. Yeah. What I don't understand, his buddy was Italian from World War Two. Could he? Was this guy secretly fighting for the Axis? <laughs> That's kind of a good point. That is a good point. Unless he's, he was occupying Italy and he became friendly with a villager, so he's either fighting for the Italian Axis army or he was a draft dodger. Either way, scumbag. Mm. Pick a side and you stand <laughs> with it. <laughs> yeah, but he, he he invites this like guy to come work with him on a farm, and he brings his like entire Italian yeah. family. And the guy gets off the train, and he's like, "Oh, it's so good to be in." <laughs> it's it's the accent drift a little there. It sounded it sounded like another one of the Axis powers got off the train. Could have been Marco Polo. <laughs> it's so good to be in uh, it, America. I it's love so good America. to be in America. Yeah, to get the Italian right to prevent the drift, you just <laughs> add some A's. It's so good to be an Italian. Yeah, it's so good to be an Italian. In it's America. so good to be an American. Here is my uh, sister, my hot sister, and my hot dad. I know a lot of you are listening to this are actors, and you have auditions coming up. Maybe you're going to play somebody. Maybe you're going to play, say, Benito <laughs> Mussolini. 
and this is your opportunity to sort of really nail this accent. So Zach, I'm a Mussolini. <laughs> I like a linguine. I like a hot, the spicy fascism. The train will run on time. It's me, a Mussolini. <laughs> it's me, a Mussolini. It's a me, a Mussolini. A princess. I must break through the princess from from Bowser. Let Yoshi. me lay the pipe. <laughs> it's me, Mussolini. I uh, I think you're pretty sexy. <laughs> you're sexy lady. It's so a Mussolini. I'm a still a horny. <laughs> so this is yeah. This is uh, this is horny Mussolini. This is horny Mussolini. It's I have the libido. This is our new segment, horny Mussolini. It's a Mussolini. <laughs> you will get a call back on. We your should audition. do a horny fascist seg- uh, a segment. Okay, explain. Horny fascist. Yeah. Oh, you could do like um, the Prince of Scotland. What was his name? Last King. Idi Amin. Oh, yes. Idi Amin. Idi Amin. Idi Amin. I am a horny man from <laughs> Scotland, Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with me. I am horny. Why are you horny? Because <laughs> I Who am a fascist. I am horny. You are horny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a horny Ugandan. <laughs> Who's another fascist? Um, Nancy Pelosi. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you have the uh, the the what what was the thing the. <laughs> The tribal <laughs> scarf she was wearing. Oh, the Kente cloth. The yeah. Oh, yeah, Kente yeah. cloth. Um, actually, this kind of parlays into a meme minute. Why don't we do a meme minute? Okay. Right into it. Yeah. Um, the Andy <coughs> Griffith Show. Okay, I got you. Okay, so uh, Papa, the Italian man, right? <laughs> Papa, the old Italian man. Yes. He's he panel one. He's smashed through the barn, right? Panel two, we pull out and we see that he, Papa, is Joe Biden in the Ford F one fifty Lightning, <laughs> and he goes, "Man, this sucker really moves." <laughs> All right, ready? Um, Bobby Bacala. The Italian people are discriminated against in America. Pan two, Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer kneeling <laughs> with linguini <laughs> angel hair pasta draped around their neck. Ooh, I like that. Okay. I always like Schumer, Nancy, and Chuck doing that stuff. I got one. Homer Simpson. What is he? He's Italy with the Axis power. Hat oh. On. What happens? End of World War II. He backs up into the bush. He comes in front. We're victims. That's the new hat. Or he could have the Super Mario hat. Oh. <laughs> That'd be good. Dude. <laughs> that would be good, too. Okay. Drake pushing away. Yes. The annals of history. <laughs> okay. Drake pointing at the anal in history. <laughs> So great. Drake loves antiquity and Greek era. He loves ancient Greece. Yeah, yeah, ancient Greece to get that anal going. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. The annals of history is the past. The annals of history is ancient <laughs> Greece. <laughs> and according to you, what they did to those boys no, was fine. No, stop. Oh. <laughs> Redacted disavowed. Disavow. That's an old episode. <laughs> We do not stand by the pederasty of ancient Greece. No, we boycott f- Greece. Um, <laughs> everyone should boycott Chobani yogurt because of what the ancient Greeks were doing. Until until uh, until three hundred comes out and says it was wrong, we have to we have to stop feeding the money. I like that. Yeah. Um. All right. What's uh? Yeah. I, yeah. What else? We, I think we kind of. We've been doing shorter meme minutes, but they're okay. Well, we've been doing meme minutes. Some people <laughs> want us to do. Meme. I think I think you'll find that uh, that the they've been getting shorter as the day has gone on with this recording session. <laughs> <laughs> that it's almost as if we're running out of steam in this last episode. 
think we're holding up. I think we're doing fine. So yeah, the the Italians um, at first they're a huge pain in the ass. No, they're always nice. Basically, the guy who's hosting them is just—he's always worried. He's always worried. Will it offend the cook? Will I? Will it, is this a good way to raise my son with all these people? Will I have yeah, not just with them? all these people, with all these Italians? It's specific to do I want my son around all these Italians? I don't remember him saying that though. All the townspeople talk about how nice the Italians are. Yeah, but he tries to get him kicked out of the city. He tries to send him to the North End, which we can listen to in this clip from the show right here. He says, like, oh, you know, if I take these Italians and bring them up north, they'll probably be happy. It's this sort of, like, benevolent discrimination, which, you know, I got to say, it's wrong. It's wrong to do it to anybody, but especially, well, but maybe, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And in the word, that's that's a microaggression to bring an Italian to the north, especially a southern Italian. Because, Ooh. like Furio Gunta <laughs> says in season three of The Sopranos, we hate the North. They put the North up at us. We don't like the North. And if up North, you know, you're never going to run into. You might run into Lorraine Bracco with her ping pong no, tail. No, she's Sicilian. Not oh, even Italian. So totally good. different. I'm convinced that Lorraine Bracco subscribed to our Patreon to listen to the lame, the, the titled Patreon episode, Lorraine Bracco. Why? Subscribe to the Patreon to listen to it. Then negatively reviewed it and then canceled their subscription. Did they that happen? That. Yes, there's one. There, there's an episode in where we go over the Lorraine Bracco episode, right? We're pretty complimentary, though, aren't we? Overall? No, no, you we, we call dude, her the most annoying re- person yeah. ever. You guys <laughs> oh, really like go after Lorraine. her. I like her a lot. We said she sucked. And I think she listened to it. She commented, like, you guys are losers. And then, like, bailed. That's, that's possible. She, she, had, she definitely has a Google, like, media, a Google like, alert. alert. And, like, how often is Lorraine Bracco coming up in podcast titles, you know? Mm. <laughs> but how is she savvy enough to be staying attention to podcasts, you know? She's, she was a weirdo, dude. She's definitely It could just be a Lorraine Bracco mega fan. You know, the, the, the Sopranos has a lot of... Facets the of only fandom. Lorraine Bracco mega fan I know is Lorraine Bracco. Oh. <laughs> no, not I'm even. a Lorraine Bracco mega fan. No, you're not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually had an experience where I sort of invited like a foreigner to come. Are you serious? Sh- dude? Yeah. Really? It, yes. I had this sort of thing happen to me once. Um, I had brought in. Okay. I had brought in the preacher from Uganda who famously hates homosexuality. Why are you gay? Yes, that's the man I had brought in. I told him that I was starting the movement up here and I needed his help. When he got here, we he was very excited to get moving on out in gayness. I told him, "Oh my god, we will need to start a at oh the Oh my god. We will need to start at the headquarters of Free Love P Town." <laughs> when we drove down there though, he was shocked by the quaint beauty of the small beach uh, town. Of course, it's beautiful. We sat on the beach, and he grabbed my shoulder and said, Why do these men need to ruin such beauty with kissing the bottle? <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed his shoulders as he wept and said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry, man. This is America, and that's what they do. <laughs> he said, I must see more. So we began touring around America, showing him different places that gay men had had sex at. Oh. We started at Niagara Falls, and he said, No, you mean such beautiful waterfall. They lick each other. 
I said yes. <laughs> Next stop, Lake Michigan. Then the Grand Canyon. He made some puns about their butt cheeks being <laughs> that wide. <laughs> but then he began to cry again. Jeez. We went to Malibu and the Space Needle in Seattle. <laughs> then down to the Everglades and the cornfields of Iowa. Is there anywhere in America? <laughs> we end our trip. We ended our trip at the banks of the Potomac. I picked up the sand and passed it through his hand and said, everything the sun touches, men have touched each other sexually. Oh, my God. <laughs> and everything the sun doesn't touch, double the amount of men have touched each other sexually. <laughs> the reverend said the task was too great and he was feeling defeated and, could, and would go back to Uganda. Then was when he was in the line at Delta, he noticed Delta had changed their logo to the pride flag. And he thought to himself, actually, uh, homophobia is stupid. And his life was changed forever. Oh, wow. So corporate pride <laughs> helped him. Yep. Corporate pride made him change his life. Really? Yeah. Damn. I also had a similar situation where a foreigner came over. <laughs> I was an active member of the Boston subreddit where I would share uh, photos uh, sunset of the Prudential and talk about <laughs> that guy, Elliot Davis, with his fix-a-flat scam. The fix-a-flat scammer. Who's the fix-a-flat scammer? He's a famous guy in the we'll, Boston we'll, subreddit. Let's talk about him. Very oh. famous. Okay. And so one day, a guy kept harassing me after I had posted a photo of some marshes in Hingham and said, I love Boston. Oh. He said, that is not Boston. Hingham is a foreign country. Anywhere south of the Neponset is nowhere <laughs> and all similar <laughs> to Boston. <laughs> So I invited him to come down to stay the weekend with me on the South Shore to get a slice of life of the South Shore and see <laughs> that it was the same country. As I picked him up at the Greenbush train, he bitched and moaned about how it was so hard to get down here. I said, it's not that bad. It leaves right from South Station. He said, yeah, but before I got to South Station, I had to take a train in from Lynn, which went to North Station, and then I had to walk because there's no connector. I said, I thought you were from Boston. He said, well, you know, Lynn is basically Boston. <laughs> we had a nice weekend hanging out, eating lobster rolls, and walking around the wonderful nature parks of Situate. I decided that before he should go, I should introduce him to Bar Pizza. So I dropped him off oh at Town Spot Pizza in oh, Stoughton. Oh, fucking A. And we enjoyed a delicious <laughs> linguisa Bar Pizza, or so I thought. He thought it was disgusting and in no way resembled pizza from Re Regina Pizzerias. <laughs> I was able to tolerate freedom of speech and hear his insults, but someone in a neighboring booth thought it was such a racially offensive thing to say that South Shore Bar Pizza wasn't pizza that he shot and killed him in cold blood in oh. the town spot. Jeez. What's the other place? Town spot and what? Cape Cod Cafe Cape, and also Linwood Cafe and also Flying Jay's Pizza and also all sorts of places. Domino's. Venus. <laughs> That's interesting. You had the experience. What happened? Was there any retaliation for the gun violence? No, it was considered justified by when the judge, we gave him a couple town spot pizzas and he thought it was justified. <laughs> Typical. Wait, I, uh, wait, let's talk about the fix. It. Should we do the fix it? After? Yeah, no, we can talk about Elliot Davis. So Elliot Davis will wear a suit and he'll hang around Park Street usually and he'll, he'll say he needs $40 from fix a flat. His car broke down. He works at Verizon. He can give you his phone number and he'll call you and he'll pay you back. Yeah. And then he just does that all day for like two and a half decades. And then so, <laughs> so now a ton of people know who Elliot Davis is. Yeah, right? because people like take photos of him <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, look who I spotted. There he is. So or people be like, hey, Elliot, how's it going? You yeah. know, and so he gets really he can become very angry. Yeah. And he just scams people. 
Yeah, right he before makes... he gets, he does this all afternoon. Right before he gets into his keytar bear costume. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I've never heard of the fix a flat guy. Well, tell you, have you heard the story before that I'm about to tell you? <laughs> I also <laughs> was uh, invited someone from another culture. For the last four years, I have been a card carrying member of Antifa. I nice. loved everything about it. I love destroying small businesses. I love taking the bus <laughs> to suburban and rural areas and leaving them devastated by our attacks and nothing but smoldering wreckage. And I loved impersonating Trump supporters. We stormed the Capitol and tricked the lamestream media into painting Donald J. Trump as responsible just because he refused to concede the election, said the election was stolen, gathered thousands of his followers from across the country and told them to go to the Capitol and fight like hell to stop the election certification. Truly being an Antifa soldier was living my best life. Like all Antifa soldiers, I woke up every day to marching orders from our leader, Joseph Robinette Biden. Antifa Joe, who would tell us which segments of white society to attack that day. <laughs> One day, my Antifa Joe message told me that my task was to recruit a powerful new ally of Antifa. I scoured online to find the perfect new recruit, and I found one that surely must hate American values as much as I did. She was an actual niece of Osama bin Laden. Noor Bin Laden was in her 30s and active on Instagram. I sent her a plane ticket to my van, and she arrived two days later. I thought Noor Bin Laden would be a great member of Antifa, but it turned out she was a hardcore Trump supporter who also frequently shared QAnon conspiracy theories. We took Noor to our anti-police protest, but she took a knee beside the cops and flew the Blue Lives Matter flag. <laughs> we tried to bring her with us to violently attack Trump supporters, but she called us cucks and said her uncle would have been disappointed in us. Wow. It was a terrible situation. We really thought Noor Bin Laden was better on our side, but she's, uh, she's on the other side. There was... There was no sexual tension between the two of you. Oh, between me and Norbin Laden. Yeah. Did she like? Did she? Did, is she, is she also a Weibo? <laughs> <laughs> like Osama. John Cena came in and said that hoo ha has been compromised to a <laughs> to permanent to a permanent end. <laughs> but she, uh, she's not into the van thing, so I couldn't get down with Norbin Laden. Damn, dude. We actually have a foreigner in our house right now. Really? Yes. Our Patreon subscriber, Dan Thomas, is from Wales, a Welshman. Really? And, yeah. Land he, of the Dragon, he, right? He he grew up in Wales. Well, you're not on the cat. You you gotta come use the microphone if you're gonna speak. They don't have microphones in Wales. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiots. So what was it like being a foreigner in America? Tell us all about it. Uh, terrible. Not a very accepting society. Um, <laughs> but but I've joined them and now I'm also not very accepting. Good. You're on the inside now, and you can push out the out groups. Can yeah. you speak? It feels Welsh? good. I can't. No, I'm, I'm pathetic. Well, no one can, really, right? It's, it's, it's only it, up. It's, it's like thirty percent. Oh country, hell yeah! Which is still tiny. What about the accent? What does the accent sound like? I can't even. You met my grandfather, right? Uh, yeah, it's like this. Oi, matey! <laughs> oi! The dingo ate my baby. It's, oi, matey! It's, you're uh, fifteen. I could just adopt you. It goes like this. It goes. Uh, why are you English? Why are you English? What do you want me to say? Who says you are English? It's like, it's bad. It's a bad accent. It's tough. I can't. I can't. I I would do shame to my ancestors. That's a good point. And and everyone in the room. Yeah. Yeah. uh, After you heard all our great accent work. (laughs) (laughs) I hold hold myself to higher standards. (laughs) The shrimp on the bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Dan, for joining us. I mean, you're, but were you, were you uh, excited to come to the U.S. or was it something that was fearful for you? Sorry. I was eight, so I had no emotions or thoughts. <laughs> Did you um, know that America was where Disney was made, at least? 
I, I did. I did remember that as a child. Right. I didn't know that. I, I was. I remember being sad to leave because I just care for my family so much. Damn. Yeah. Your family came with you, though. Oh, okay. Extended Some people care about yeah. their extended family, Jack. All right, Dan. Well, that's enough of you on the cast. <laughs> Please go back to your seat. <laughs> Jack, wow, imagine very if you had to live in a different country when you were eight. All this sex talk you would have missed out in at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> My family does not talk about sex at the dinner table exclusively. They just make puns. I actually had a great dinner joke the other week. Really? About I mean, a sexual at, one? I was at my family, my dad's 60th birthday. and um, Happy birthday. Yeah. and That's not the big one, though. In the Burke family, 69th <laughs> birthday is the most celebrated. Yeah, dude. And um, it they, they came up that the, the, the nieces and nephews are referring to like the penis and the vagina, right? And they're using the actual words. Which is you're supposed to do now, You're right? supposed to use, do that. Who knows, you know? And um, it went silent, and now Devin's there, and Devin's mom's there. And, uh, you know, the conversation moves on a little bit, but I just can't help myself. And I just go, our kids are going to call it cock. <laughs> Wait, Devin, did I do it wrong? Yes, that is not what you said. Oh, oh producer Devin. Oh, we got dispute. No, he said to my mother, our kids are going to call it the hog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's actually a little bit better than cock. <laughs> that is better. Yeah. Cock is a nasty, nasty word. Yeah, yeah. Co- that's why it feels so good to yeah. say it. Hog and hoo-ha. Yeah. How'd it go over? Did anyone like it? Oh, or? people, it crushed. People were shocked, but it was funny. It did well. It did so, well. yeah. So, So, damn. the sex talk was there in the uh, in the, the Burke family dinner, as and it should be, as it is written. Yeah. <laughs> and then did you guys talk about r- recent experiences? No. Everyone brought up the notebook for the report. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's log. Where you've been finishing. What's <laughs> oh, stop it now. <laughs> That's not right, bro. You guys have you guys have really This taken is what I just thought you guys talked about. I don't know. N- no. We make a lot of kind of jokes, innuendo jokes. Yeah. And not so innuendo, I guess. <laughs> just coming out and saying. <laughs> Whatever. It was a nice night, and that was a good joke. So it was kind of a wholesome family atmosphere at the dinner table, kind of like the wholesome family atmosphere the show is known for. Yeah, it's, you know, in the annals of uh, Burke family <laughs> dinners. <laughs> um, I no. got a gripe about this show. Andy Griffith's gripe? show, the, the character Andy Griffith is completely incidental to this episode of the show. <laughs> yes. Like, he does not it's need amazing. to be in there yeah. at all. Like, the, the character, is Andy Griffith, is like a viewer of the show. He's like a he shows judgmental he sh- sounding board. He shows up and the guy's like, I got these Italians coming, and he's like, Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and that's basically all Andy Griffith does <laughs> is to like hear what's happening on the show and go like, hmm. Right, he's the sheriff, right? Yeah, and also So he could have given them like a police escort home. There were like ways to utilize them. Also, ACAP gotta take him down. Yeah. What's Pig that deserves called? to get got. What's that word you brought up earlier? Copaganda. Copaganda. Andy Griffith's show is copaganda. I mean, is a, they do portray him positively. He doesn't carry a gun either. And he only tries to help people. Yeah. Yeah. He tries to help that farmer find an Italian family to ship those other Italians <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he. To be fair, he doesn't. He just go when the guy goes. I'm going to ship them off. He goes like, "Well, that might be a good yeah, idea." Yeah, he's that inconsequential. He doesn't even have an opinion on that. 
And then, but you know what's nice? The Italians stick around. They make it work. You know, I do prove of like you know the whole te- like the they show how the Italians like they mesh with the culture. The the people yeah. of Mayberry like open their hearts and minds. One and they, guy teaches the Luigi Mario guy to play uh, checkers. checkers. Not just no, somebody. It's er, Gomer Pot. Gomer Pot. Goober or whatever. Goober Pile. It's and like who's a, Goober? He's the. He's the Ricky Ray Rector of the <laughs> the Andy Griffith show. He's uh, the cork or whatever. What they call you? Corky? The corky. Yeah. Is he yeah. a special man? Yeah. I know. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Gomer so. Pyle. If somebody calls you Gomer Pyle, they're calling you slow. Gomer Pyle is a different character from not this show. There's a different show that's yes. Gomer Pyle. We watched it oh. a long time ago. It's a comedy show. Nash. No, no. It's. I'm gonna get it. This Go guy ahead. is Goober Pyle. Gomer Pyle. It's like based on a famous short story. It might be the same actor playing like a different style, different character, but the same style. He had one accent, perfect. Oh, his name is Gomer Pyle, but that was Goober Pyle, I thought. (laughs) I don't know. That's, uh, who knows? He's a naive and gentle auto mechanic. He's a freaking, he's a mice and men Lenny. (laughs) That's kind of what he is. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I never read this book. They should make a book where uh, they should make a book from the perspective of Lenny, and he's just uh, he's like pet, 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 shot, shot, shot in the head, head, head. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, uh, they should make a, a a book and redo the chapter from the rabbit's perspective. Ooh, and he's like oh, nice, hop, 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 hop. <laughs> <laughs> he's that. So he is Goober Pile or Gomer Pile? He's Gomer Pile. Gomer Pile teaches Pyle. the Italian dad to play checkers. Um, the then, the uh, main Italian guy, he has um, he his he, teeth are not great. His teeth are rough, but he gets taught how to um, how to ask, uh, how to insist on making small businesses pay for protection. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a such a fluff piece of a show. I mean, but I do like that at the end, there's like this message of like of community and like a melting pot idea that you can come from different places and that the people will be accepting to you here. Yeah, which obviously, (laughs) yes, that's not really part of the show. That's just what happened. That's definitely not even the subtext. But I think that it's kind of sad that the Anna Griffith show didn't have like a more of a. Like, a, you know, most series finales now will be like a reunion style, something like somehow all the characters end up on it and it's a goodbye. And yet Andy Griffith, which is like turns out to be a pretty famous and important show, Angels of History, it, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't get that love. Like Ron Howard doesn't show up. Andy doesn't like have his last day on the on, as a cop. You know, n- none of the recurring characters really. Do you think maybe they should have done a more dramatic thing where like like in the last episode, like. The Italians go to say thank you to the cop, but then to Andy Griffith, but then like the kid pulls a gun on him and shoots him. It's suicide by cop. Sort suicide of by cop situation. Suicide by cop, even though you are a cop, <laughs> and Andy ends up pulling the gun on himself in Ooh. in the the station. Yeah, Andy Griffith. Uh, once they get off the train, Andy Griffith gets spooked by a noise, and he says he feared for his life, so he shoots all of them, and then he spends the rest <laughs> of the episode. Drowning himself in a bottle till eventually he just eats a bullet. <laughs> Who was the Ron Howard character? Was Ron Howard Andy he, Griffith's son? He was like, yeah, he was like a little kid. But was I he think the he biological was his adopted son? son. 
from, you know. Oh, Steven Steve Tyler. Tyler. Nice. <laughs> nice. It made sense. That was a yes. good one. You guys really weren't with it. I know. It took me a minute to understand yeah. what you meant. I don't think that adopted son can it's enter just our lexicon husband. as like <laughs> someone you have sex with. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, you're at, you're at a party. You're getting yeah. with freaking. You go, hey, this is my adopted son. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and Steven Tyler goes, I was crying when I met you. Wait, what's this other one about the gun? Janie's, Janie's got, got a gun. gun. Steven's got a son. <laughs> <laughs> Steven filled out paperwork. <laughs> I like Janie's got a gun. And someone. Na, 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 then we got the classic. Loving it up while she's going down. Loving an elevator. I can't believe how many hits Aerosmith they has. They had a ton of hits. And yeah, then they, they got go. the. My Adidas. <laughs> right? Isn't that what they say? Aerosmith and Aerosmith run DMC. But how does that song go? Walk this way. Talk this way. And then he's he's got the scarves on and the heroin addiction. Did Reverend Run ever make any controversial statements about Israel? Why? Did you expect him to? I expected him to. I figured he would be like, you know, we are the true tribe. I figure <laughs> Reverend Run is like one of is those. Is Reverend Run a black Israelite? I hope he is. <laughs> I hope he's a, these aren't the real Jews. Where are the real Jews? The so-called white man. <laughs> I think I told us in the past war, but the 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 black Israelites used to post up like where I would do tours on Sunday afternoons. <laughs> they would be screaming about interracial relationships being wrong while I was like, "Come on my tour." Did they ever and get pe- a new uh new like recruit? Spiel? Yeah. I don't know. They just they were just into like yelling at people. Sometimes people would be like, what's going on over there? I'd be like, go ask them. <laughs> and like, go talk to them and find out. They'll love it. <laughs> oh, love the black Israelites. The first day I moved into my place, I was sitting out in the back because they had just painted it. And there was a, there was a black Israelite debating another guy on the street. He came over. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, good, good. He's like, you NOI? Nation of Islam. Yeah. Which is like Malcolm X's old sect. And he's like. That's all messed up, man. When Clarence comes back, he's coming for the one true believers. That's not going to be you. You got to get away. Someone named Clarence. That would have seen the Italians were very, it's pretty easy to integrate them into the Mayberry system. Maybe if they were black Israelites, it would have been a more challenging show. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah. The black Israelites. If, I mean, you know, the, you know that Israel accepted a group of American black Hebrew Israelites. Yeah. No, they're in? They're, there's a group of them, like a thousand of them, and they're vegetarian and they, they maintain all the same stuff, and it would be that would be a great show. The Black Hebrew <laughs> Israelites move next door. That would be <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, all right, why don't we do a Deepak Chopra on the Some, Andy Griffith show? Something we liked about the Andy Griffith show. I'm going to go with that whistling tune. Yeah. It's so iconic. <laughs> it's easy to whistle. It's no, it's fun. not. It's, it can be difficult If for you're some not people. a fucking moron, you can whistle it. <laughs> 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 I'm just doing ASMR now. My Deepak Chopra <laughs> moment is the train. They took a train into town. Uh, nice. That's good. Um, my Deepak Chopra moment would be the Italian racism. Oh uh, yeah, and stereotypes. That was funny. Yeah, they were bumbling fools. Yes, they were. Um, guy doesn't even know how to drive a tractor. Come <laughs> they on. have crazy tractors in America. And let's do a role play. I'll be Andy Griffith. I'll be Ron Howard. I'll be Italian guy. 
Hi, Andy. It's good to see you at the reunion. You're hey, everybody. How are we doing? It's I didn't cool. know that everybody was going to be at the reunion. <laughs> what do you mean? Who is this ragazzo? Well, this is Ron Howard. He's uh, used to be on the show, but now he's one of the most successful directors in the history of yeah. Hollywood. Oh, what a little ragazzo. What does that mean? Ragazzo. It means a boy. No, I'm a man now. No, and you're a boy. I don't appreciate you saying that about me. That was a long time. That was over 60 years ago. I mean, oh you can't God, tell he's, he's a man. Look how fucking bald the guy is. He's such an angry okay. ragazzo. Andy, that was rude as hell. Well, you are bald Why as hell. Why are you tense? Andy, you're 98. He's hot. He's hot, though. <laughs> yeah, some of us have been aging well, like a fine whiskey. Andy Griffith is a hot touch man. He's like hot peppers in my country. We eat Why? Banana peppers. Why is he ugly? I know. He's an ugly boy. <laughs> an ugly little ragazzo. Are you, where are you from? I'm sir? from Italy. Oh. For a second there, I thought you maybe were a woman. I am not a woman. Are you calling me a woman? <laughs> This guy, a crazy guy. Well, I've, I've been so I've been thinking that I'm gonna. Is make your a new uh, movie. Dallas Bryce Howard? Is she single? Who Who's Dallas Bryce Howard? That's your, your daughter. mother. My that's your daughter. Oh, it's my daughter. I'm wondering if I could yeah, date your daughter. She is not she's single. A, she's my adopted daughter. Whoa! <laughs> that's <Is> Steven Tyler. <laughs> is Steven Tyler? Yeah. Could I have the autograph? Janie has got a gun. Oh my God, he's, he's got doing a, gun. a personal concert. Ronnie's got a gun. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Ronnie's got a gun. I'm sorry, we called Juggly. Listen, suicide by Ron. <laughs> that's just no. That's just Ron <laughs> shooting me. <laughs> it's such suicide by Ron. You when shot Ron me. Commit suicide. It's against you. Oh God. <laughs> oh, I've been shot. Oh God. This, uh, I need a guy to suck my dick. <laughs> This Italian man will do that. Oh, good. <laughs> I will suck it out if you like a brachiole. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. Well, we got we ticked all the boxes. Gun violence, <laughs> gay sex, abusive. Well, we wanted to impress the Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Here. Yes. All righty. What do you give the show? Man, this was inconsequential, especially as a finale. I, I'll give this like a four. Yeah, 2.2. Nice no. shots, but none of the uh, oomph. The emotional gravitas of reality TV. I like the color of the show. I think that's like old timey. And you got to give it up for the annals of history. And this show's in the annals. <laughs> so oh. it's a seven. You, okay. Just it gets. Out of it, respect. Institutionally, it gets points. Yeah, yeah, yep. All right. Good night, Uri. Good night, Good America. Night. We love you.